pumped about this new series and season starting today in the life of our church, 40 Days in the Word. Anyone excited about this you've been hearing over the last few weeks? Can, can I tell you fundamentally why I believe this is such an exciting and an important thing? Because I believe that when I dig into Scripture, when I read it with focus and with passion, I actually put myself in a position where through the Holy Spirit in me, God can actually speak directly into my life through the power of His Word. Can someone say amen to that? Now, this is the belief that we have as a church, that when we, with passion and focus, engage with God's Word, that we actually capture and tune our ears into what God is saying. Now, for me, that is a reason to be excited when a church comes together and say, you know what, we're going to do this together. And, uh, and for us, if, uh, if you're new here today and haven't heard anything about this, uh, 40 Days in the Word is all about that desire. And, uh, and I want to start with, with this idea, and what, what everything is about over this time in God's Word is about building our lives on the Bible. And I want to begin, uh, begin this morning... With, a, with an opening picture and passage from Matthew 7, verses 24 to 27. And if you might have read it before, and it's the, the parable of the wise and the foolish builders. So we're going to begin today by framing everything we're going to talk about around this picture. And here's what it says in verse 24, and it'll be up on the screens as well. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Can someone say amen? amen. And we're going to continue in the scripture over again. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice, uh-oh, is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The same rain came down, the same streams rose, the same winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. What a great picture for, for what we're going to be stepping into today, building our lives on the Bible. So, so how do we do this? How do we actually build our lives on the Bible and be a picture of the wise man building on a solid foundation? You know, as a church, we're, we're going to approach this a number of different ways throughout this series. And I want to quickly just capture everything we're stepping into this morning. Of course, on our Sunday services over the next six weeks, we're, we're going to have a, a series around 40 Days in the Word, which is all about unlocking the power of God. God's Word in your life. And can I encourage you, even today, to, to make a choice where as much as it's possible to connect in our Sunday services over this next six weeks. Maybe you come uh, at once a month or once a fortnight, but for this time to say, you know what, I believe there's something in this for my life and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to commit to it. You know, starting next week, we're going to have a, a separate series feeding into 40 Days in the World, uh, in the Word, not the world, we live in the world as well. <laughs> 40 Days in the World, that could be a very different series. <laughs> which uh, I, I don't think we'll lean into at any point in the immediate future. You know, we'll discuss it with the elders. There might be something in that. Definitely not. And, uh, but, but we're going to be starting uh, next week in our PM service, this, this great series I'm looking forward to called the, the FAQs of Scripture, asking some of those difficult questions that when we engage with God's Word, sometimes we, we get to some curly passages, don't we? And Pastor Dean did a great job at demonstrating that this morning, talking about the role of women in leadership and how we discern that in its context within in the broader picture of Scripture. So in the, the evening services, we're going to be doing some of those starting next Sunday night. Great one to bring some friends to as well, I'm sure. And uh, one of the things that, that I'm really pumped about, in fact, so pumped, I'm going to come down and grab one. 
It's, uh, you, you're like, what are you going to grab, Phil? Who knows? But it's uh, uh, this, on your chairs, you would have got this 40 days reading plan. And, and I, isn't that cool? Isn't that great? Okay, a big thanks to, to Pastor Lauren and Luke for, for pulling all that together. It's awesome. And uh, so this is the, the big kind of ticket throughout this series, is, uh, is a plan for all of us to go and say, okay, this is a structure to bring some shape as to how I'm going to engage with God's Word over the next 40 days. And there's a, there's a great reading plan in there. But, but one of the things uh, and one of the tools I I guess we want to give you as you start in that is this this picture called soap you know it's a great way to start the morning have a shower use soap so we're all fresh it's also a great way to engage in scripture and here's how it kind of works over each of these days there's going to be a, a passage of scripture maybe a chapter or two uh, uh, passages where, where we're going to say okay this is my focus today this is a scripture I'm looking at and then as we're reading we want to say okay what's really standing out to me from within these passages what am I observing from God's word and the passages that I'm reading and then really importantly Every time that we read God's Word, we want to get to this place of application. Based on what I've seen in Scripture, what do I need to do in my life? Is there a challenge there? Is there something that needs to shift in my behavior? Is there an attitude that, that needs to, to change slightly within me based on what I've observed? And then finally, to, to really pray that into being. Say, God, give me the strength to, to make those changes. So soaps are a great tool. You may have other ones. Um, but, but I'd encourage you to, to think about that as you're engaging in your readings. And then uh, and coming out of that, one of the things that I really think is the glue that, that really keeps us all together is, is our connect groups. Anyone in a connect group here this morning? Anyone love your connect group? Anyone, you know, you're kind of conflicted, you dislike your connect group? No, don't, no one put your hands up, especially if you're in my connect group, but hopefully no one's here. I hate that guy. No, it's... Uh, anyway, so, so connect groups, this is a great thing because what it does, it takes my individual experience engaging with Scripture where I sometimes have questions and I need help with the challenge, and it allows me to bring it into a community where I can be strengthened and encouraged within those questions and within those challenges. And, and really what we're talking about there, it sounds a lot like church, doesn't it? That, that it's church that we're coming together, so you know what, we're standing together around some of these tough questions, we're standing together around some of these challenges. So can I encourage you today? If you're not in a connect group and you'd love to be in one, even for just this six-week series, it's not too late. You can get in a connect group right now after the service. You can fill out a, a next steps card and take it to the what's on desk, or you can go and see Pastor Lauren out there and she'll be able to give you some more info uh, to get you started in a connect group, even this week, because uh, that's going to be a great feature. And then the final thing which uh, is, is going to be a bit of a new thing for some of us, but I think it's going to be a really fun thing as well. And it's uh, a weekly memory verse. Has anyone done memory verses before? Anyone, you're just like, ah, Phil, I am awesome at memory verses. Anyone like that? that? I used to have this kid when I was a children's pastor that that was their whole deal, Phil. I am, I've got this. I've got this, Phil. And, uh, and you know, we had fun with that. But, uh, no, but for most of us, it's not probably a, a normal discipline that we have, but, but we're going to lean into it throughout this series. Because I think that's a powerful thing when, when we actually have God's Word on our mind and it brings out powerful things in our lives. So, so we're going to start with one together. Here is the is that okay? We're going to do this together. And, uh, and we're going to start with our week one memory verse, Colossians 
3.16. Now, what I found doing memory verses is if you get all the books and just learn the verse that's from the third chapter and the 16th verse, it's really easy because you know, everyone knows John 3.16. So basically what we've done, we've gone through and we've taken all the good verses from 3.16 of all these different books. Now, we, we haven't. We've diversified slightly. But for a starting point, we thought we'd go with 3.16. Everyone kind of knows that, but, but in Colossians. And uh, what we're going to do, we're going to try to do this together as a church. I think we can pull it off. You know, so it's not like, you know, one person starts with let, like this, this uh, over here. They're like, let, let the word, let the word. We're going to try and hit it all together. And, and I'm going to say it first to give you a bit of a sense of the, the uh, what's the word, the rhythm, the pace, the, the tone, uh, the pace. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. John 3, Colossians 3.16. Colossians 3, okay, we ready? I'm going to count down 3, 2, 1, and then on the 1, we're all going to go together, and it's going to be that pace, it's going to, it's going to sound beautiful. Any teachers here, you go maybe in primary school and you try to do this, and you're like, it doesn't happen, does it? Ad- adults, I reckon we can pull it off, hopefully, we'll see. What do you think, Lisa? You're a former teacher. Great maths teacher, Lisa, right here, so that's great. Anyway, so, so here we go, 3, 2, 1. I love it. I love the technical people. They're going to throw in the A because it's, it's just the details people are like, hey, you left out A people. We've got to start again. We've got to start again. We're not going to start again. We can deal with that. Just kind of, uh, if you're unfamiliar with that, it's just capturing. It's just the first part of that verse, but A. So, so there's our memory verse. And what a great foundation to lay that as we begin our reading, that this is the heart that we want to hold on to, that the Word of Christ would dwell in us richly. Awesome. Now, for, for today, I just want to go on to give you a, a, maybe some helpful kind of tools to empower you to, to get the most out of your reading as we start this week. And we're going to frame it again around this question, how do I build my life on the Bible? And there's a wonderful passage of Scripture from James 1, which we're going to layer on top of this desire that when we want to read God's Word, we actually want to build our lives on top of it. And we're going to use this great passage to kind of help us think about that and do that this morning. So we're going to go to James Chapter 1, verses 19 to 25. And here's what it has to say. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. And over to verse 23. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Come on. I love it. Amen. That's great. That we're going to be blessed with, a, with our heart to engage in Scripture. But, but here's what I want to do. I want to give you five tools coming from this passage this morning. Any note takers this morning? If you're a note taker, you're going to love this message. You're going to be like, yeah, there's some clean notes, Phil. I enjoy that. So Lisa, you can thank me later. And uh, so, so first up, if we're going to build our lives on the Bible, when we approach Scripture, number one, we need to be calm and listen. 
We need to be calm and listen. And flowing from James there, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Now, I love taking this phrase and this verse and actually layering it on top of the heart attitude when we come to Scripture. You know, one of the, the great realities about conversation is that when I'm speaking to someone, I'm not listening, I'm speaking. And for me to be able to hear what someone has to say, I actually have to quiet myself, stop speaking, and hear. And I I think this is a great picture that as we come to to read God's Word, to actually quiet ourselves. So often we can even come to Scripture with questions or or feelings or thoughts or, or, or questions that we say, God, you need to answer this in this way through your Scripture. Meanwhile, God's saying, no, Phil, I need to challenge you in this area. But because my mind's so active saying, God, I need you to speak this into my life, I miss what God's actually needing to speak into my life. So that when we come to Scripture to quieten ourselves down, I think there's a great practical lesson in this as well, to find a quiet place, take a deep breath, settle your soul, and say, God, speak to me through your Word. And that picture, it flows with this idea of being calm. And I love this idea that, that if we're going to hear God's Word in our lives, we, we need to be people that are slow to become angry, that operate from a place of calm. You know, when we're stressed out, when we're angry, when we're, when we're kind of razzed up, we're, we're, we're really bad at listening. Does anyone know that of yourself to be true, that when we get upset and angry, it's like the ears just, they close over. And, and so there's this, this great thought that when we come to hear God's voice, because really that's what we're doing when we engage with Scripture. We're saying, okay, how's my heart? Do I need to do a quick check? Do I need to settle my soul and say, God, in the quiet, in the calm, speak. My ears are open. I'm ready to hear what you have to say. Number two, we need to clean the slate. We need to clean the slate, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent. You know, when really what James is talking about here is that, that we actually need to resolve issues of sin in our lives that we're aware of by the grace of Christ with a heart of repentance, that, that when we come to read God's Word, to hear from God's Word, if we have issues of sin, this is how I think about it, it's like we're wearing earmuffs, covering our ears so that we can't hear God's voice. Because those issues of sin, they act like a blockage to God speaking clearly into my life. And here's why I believe this is the case, that, that I believe that, that the Holy Bible that we hold is actually miraculous. That when a Christian filled with the power of the Holy Spirit begins to read the Bible, something miraculous happens and God speaks through the power of His Spirit through His given Word. Now, here's the problem. If I try to engage in that process when there's issues of sin in my life, it restricts the move of God's Spirit in my life. And all of a sudden, it's just like I'm reading any other book. Anyone ever read the Bible and you felt like that? I could be reading Agatha Christie here. It's like there's nothing going through. Sorry if there's any fans of Agatha Christie. It might just be my mum. And, uh, but, and she's not here, so that zing's wasted. But, but here's the thing. If, if you've ever felt that reading the Bible just feels like blank... I wonder, could this be the thing that you need to bring to your readings? God, search my heart, search my soul. If there's anything that's not of you, I need to deal with that right now. By your grace, that's there right for me. Now, Lord, from this clean slate, speak into my life. My ears are open. There's no blockages. Speak, Lord. Number three, to humbly accept to humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Now, this speaks to, to an awesome attitude. You know, as, as people, whenever we're presented with an idea to change our lives, we've got two options. One is from a place of pride to say, I don't need to change. 
I'm not going to change. I have no desire to change. And we leave it at that. Or from a place of humility, we can say, God, I trust and obey what your word is speaking into my life. And here's the hard attitude to approach scripture. Okay, God, whatever you speak through this passage of scripture today, I'm going to do what it says. Now, that sounds like a simple thing to say. Every now and again, there'll come a moment in Scripture where God speaks and there's a real point of challenge. Now, when you lay a foundation that says, when I know God is speaking to me, I will listen and act on it, something powerful happens. God speaks more. God speaks clearer. God speaks louder and more often when there's a pattern of obedience in our life. But when there's disobedience, the voice of God gets more and more distant. Number four, to look intently. I love this, I love this phrase, to look intently into the perfect law. You know, the, the image there that's given in James around this is that picture of the mirror, to, to look into it. Who, who uh, looked at a mirror when you were getting ready this morning? Most of us? Anyone not look at a mirror? Yeah, you just got a little something here, John. Yeah. Yeah, you're good. Oh, no, it's your beard. You're fine. And, uh, and so, so when we look into a mirror, and what's the natural thing to do when maybe we've had a shower, we've gotten ready, we, we look at the mirror, whether you've got like the, the top to tails kind of mirror or just a little one, and you see something that's a little bit out of place. Maybe you're shaving and you've missed a weird patch or, or you put your lipstick on without a mirror and it's kind of smeared up here. And, and, and you see that, what's the natural thing to do? You fix it. You fix it. I say, whoa, I've got to do something about my face before I go to church. And, and, I, and I fix it, and I make sure that there's nothing too untoward there, there, and I get it in the right place. Now, now, what James is saying is that when we look intently into Scripture, it actually becomes a mirror for our soul. And that when we look intently into it, we see the things in us which don't match up to who Christ is calling us to be. And then we've got a choice to make. Do I leave it? Think of that picture getting ready in the morning. It's like, oh, that's not really great, but oh, well, we'll go into the day. Or do I fix it? Do I fix it? Do I allow God's Word, as I look intently into it, to be a mirror that allows me to change who I am to become more like who Christ calls me to be? To look intently. And then flowing from that picture, number five, to always apply. To always apply not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it. And I love this when, when I think about the picture of soap, that every time we engage with Scripture, we approach Scripture, we observe what it's saying, and then if we ever are ignoring the application point in reading God's Word, we've missed everything. Honestly, we've missed everything. That, that whenever we focus on Scripture, we look into it, we see that place that needs to change, we've got to apply it in our lives, which of course is the tough bit. And which, again, is, is why I love connect groups so much. That when I get to that place where I'm like, oh, I think Scripture's telling me to do this. And then I can go with, we're into a Christian community that says, you know what, guys, I, b- I believe God's challenged me in this area of my life and I don't want to change. <laughs> and then all of a sudden there's accountability around me, there's support, there's encouragement. So, you know what, I'm going to apply what God is doing in my life. And then the final picture there that James leave us with, leaves us with is that if we do all of this, then we're going to be blessed. And I want to take you back to this idea of building our life on the foundation of God's Word. That when we do these things, when we choose to humbly accept, when we apply, when we put all of these things into the way that we read God's Word, the blessing comes from the foundation that we prepare under our feet. 
the blessing comes from a foundation that says, no matter what beats against my journey of faith, I will stand firm because of his word, his word alive in my life. Someone say amen to that. Amen. And we're, we're going to leave it there. I, I'm so excited about what God's going to do in, in all of our readings over the next 40 days. And we'll be getting into that first thing tomorrow or maybe a little bit later on in the day, depending on when you like to read. And, uh, and we're going to engage with that as a, as a church together. And can I just encourage you to, to, to fully take hold of, of this six weeks in the life of our church. Be at our services. If you're in a connect group, be at your connect group. If you're not, get in one. Get your reading plan. And, uh, and we're going to be blessed by what God speaks into our lives through His Word. Let me pray for you, and then we're going to move on. God, I want to thank you that your Spirit's here, your presence here, that there is power in your Word. And Lord God, I pray that for each person here today, as we start tomorrow with this uh, time in your Word, Lord God, I pray that you would speak clearly, that you would bring a blessing, and that there would be a foundation that would be laid beneath our feet so that we would live each day holding on to you, Jesus. Amen. Thanks, Michelle. I wonder if we can just take a moment that that first point that Phil mentioned was to keep calm and to be able to listen. That in this moment you just heard um, preaching on the word and that would have spoken to each one of our hearts. That if we can just now sit where we're at and just to have ears to hear what God is depositing into our lives now. So if we can just take a moment where you're at, close your eyes. Don't worry about the distractions around you, but just to be able to focus in what God's speaking to you through that word. This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it, in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this...